Welcome to Gaming Trend Reboot. This week, Zelda's out, the Switch is out, it's a very exciting week for Nintendo fans, but also we have some news to discuss. Shadow of Mordor's sequel, Shadow of War, was leaked and revealed. Uh, we also got some details on Destiny's final update before the sequel later this year, and we also discussed some of our gripes with The Division. We're so excited that you're here this week to join us for our gaming discussion, so let's boot up. Welcome back to the GT Reboot, everyone. My name is Joe DeClara from Gaming Trend, uh, news editor at Gaming Trend. I am here with my co-host and uh, very good friend, Mike Pierce. Mike, how are you? I'm excellent. How about you, Joe? I'm, I'm doing just fine. It's just fine this week. Just fine? Uh, that's it? Just uh, fine? Yeah, yeah. Just know. like Josh well, said, that's not a very well, exciting the way moment, to start a podcast. At the moment, I'm just fine because I'm not playing zelda breath of the wild ah, i see at all see. other times i'm far more than fine it's just a fantastic time to be alive but anyway we also have some other guests with us uh one josh devlin and hey. zach faber how's it going i am super fine super Ooh. fine Ooh. fine sounds like the starting of a funk song i'm super fine so we're all here uh a few of us have played zelda uh, well, Zach, I know you've played some Zelda. We oh. both got our Switches. And Josh, you've played Zelda on the Wii U. Correct. So I want to get on to some news. We're going to talk news first, but I do just want to know, like, is it, uh, it, from what you've heard of impressions of Zelda on the Switch, is it by what you can tell worse or not very good on Wii U? Is it functioning well? Uh, well, first of all, I resent the fact that you gave me two options Worse, not functioning well. <laughs> How about awesome, super incredible, and what about super fine? Yeah. Better than Switch, yeah, super fine. Uh, super no, fine. It works great. I mean, I haven't yeah. played it on the Switch, so I it's I have nothing to compare it to. But I've watched a ton of streaming um, of Zelda being played on the Switch, and I've read some comparisons and seen some videos and stuff like that. But as far as my playthrough, I'm having a great time, and you know, there's no no technical hiccups it looks beautiful and we'll get into all that fun stuff later on yeah absolutely i was being a little facetious because you know uh <laughs> i i was excited to get it on the switch you're trying uh, to just i, I think about get it yeah yeah the thing is like i i heard some people complaining about wii u being a frame rate issue i'm like man i wonder what that's like while you know it's chugging away in switch uh in docked mode it's the whole it's a whole problem on the switch but i mean other than that it's a fantastic game we will get into it momentarily uh but first we're going to talk some news so first thing on the agenda a big story this week uh mike you were excited to hear about this and we were all a little surprised i think so over the week a couple things happened one target leaked an image and uh, a sales page for Middle-Earth Shadow of War, a sequel to Middle-Earth Shadow of Mordor, which came out 2014, I think, yep. which was the launch yeah. year, or 2013, yep. maybe? It was, it was 2014. Right, it was around, yeah, yeah, it was the launch. It was around the launch of the new consoles, but it was 2014, right? So, uh, which was a great game. And this game was leaked. Uh, 
Target quickly took it down, but not before everyone found out all the information, uh, including stuff like pre-order packages and stuff, which of course, all that would be announced before a game even existed and even was announced. So we know all that. But then, of course, uh, a day later, we got a drop for the title and an image. We got a trailer the next day, a cinematic trailer. And then we got uh, 15 minutes of gameplay, a gameplay walkthrough, as it were. And, I mean, the game looks very Shadow of Mordor. You know, it's only Shadow of War, though, which is a pretty hilarious name. But it is. it looks pretty cool. It's got the Nemesis system totally... Uh, blown out of the water. Now you have your own army and stuff, and uh, they are all functioning on this nemesis system, uh, or new system they might call it, since they aren't your nemeses. And uh, the gameplay that we saw was just totally explosive and huge and very uh, large-scale war battles, uh, which looks pretty interesting for the franchise. So, Mike, I'm curious as to what you think of... uh, what monolith is going for with this next game well man i don't know that's a hard that's a hard question to answer but i think the easiest way to sum it up is just that that i think at least in my mind this is what a sequel should be you know you take the elements of the first game that were successful and that were well liked and you build upon them refine them make them even better um develop them even further add a new plot bring back all the old characters that everyone likes. And that seems exactly like what this is going to be. I mean, like you said, it, it feels like uh, shadow of Mordor, but, but it just looks better. It seems better. It seems bigger. The nemesis system um, has been taken to the next level. And as you rightfully pointed out earlier, for whatever reason, despite the nemesis system really being the only reason that shadow of Mordor uh, was successful, no one has done anything with it. Like not a single developer has taken that genius system and tried to, um, you know, tried to uh, put it into their own game. And so Monolith is stepping up and using it again and just making it even better. So um, I'm, I'm nothing but excited. Like it just looks, it looks solidly awesome. And um, my only hope. Solidly awesome. Yeah. On the, that's a box quote right there. My, <laughs> my, my only hope. Uh, for Shadow of War is that they're able to get around the repetitive nature of the first one. Um, mm. If if they if they can't get around that, then I'm then I'm worried that it may not be that impressive. Because as we've talked about before, you know, do, even though sequels are great, it's always harder to hit success with a sequel than it is with uh, the first one because you're not necessarily doing anything brand new again with a sequel. Mm. So. Mm. I'm I'm hopeful that they can get rid of that repetitive feel and uh, maybe maybe these like as we saw in that 15 minutes of gameplay these random elements where like your um, the lords that you've incorporated into your army can uh, seemingly show up at random and save your ass um, and and do all these other cool things now you now instead of like running into a uh, an enemy encampment and taking on a lord you actually assault the enemy encampment with your entire army and you know your army has these different lords in it with different abilities like in the video there was that huge dude i don't i don't know if he was a troll or what but that gigantic guy that actually just smashed the gate down and then came in and started messing everyone up so um i don't know i i think it's gonna be great i uh 
I wonder why it Target, looks impressive for yeah, sure. I, right. Yeah. I, I, I wonder how many employees are getting their ass chewed out at Target um for continuing to leak things, but uh but yeah. Uh you know, you know, it, it happens, right? But I mean, it was certainly exciting. And what a what a cool uh way to go. I mean, besides the whole Target leak, uh this game was uh, you know, leaked in March, uh and also revealed in March and then is being released August. It's like August twenty second or something. August, yeah. Uh let's see if I can find it here, but you're right. Yeah, that's a pretty August. Yeah, that's a pretty uh power that's a power move and what a great time to come out, you know, like the games almost never come out in August and that's just before, you know, uh well not just before, but said September is when some of those uh Q big Q3, Q4, like that ramp up to Q4 yeah, that's starts when, to happen. It's really know? when the holiday push starts is all the way back in September and October for some yeah. reason. Yeah, so that's a good timing for them. Uh, I definitely agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, I'm always a little dubious with um, sequels of innovative games like Shadow of Mordor because uh, it had such a great nemesis system. Like you said, it was it was very innovative. It was there's nothing like it I can imagine, and I was so surprised that no one else had picked it up. Uh, and and this looks like they're taking it to the umpteenth level, right. which is cool. Uh, I'm always a little worried, you know, because, uh, like I've said before, you know, to you that, okay, are you going to take this uh, to an extreme level that you can't really handle? Like the last game was really well thought out and really well delivered. Like they, it didn't seem like they were trying this new thing that was experimental and a little janky and needed work. It, it mostly was, um, very impactful and felt pretty, uh, established. So, to take that and to just amplify it and pump it with like juice, you know, uh, is always like, doesn't have to always be the answer, you know, bigger and more explosive and more awesome. That doesn't always have to be the answer for a game. That's like about, you know, cutting freaking orc orcs heads off by the millions, you know, that's yeah, I mean, li- literally that's by probably the millions a good answer. In this one yeah, too. yeah. Like you're exactly. just, you're just chewing through hordes in this game. Sure. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I also wonder, guys, have you guys played uh, Zach and Josh? Have either of you played Shadow of Mordor? Yeah, I played it. It was good. Definitely excited for Shadow War. All right, all right. Put a stamp on that. <laughs> I played it. It was good. Want awesome. the next game? That's a box quote <laughs> right I, there. I am too. doubtful of the Nemesis system or whatever they're calling it now right. working sure. as perfect as it did in that gameplay thing. That looks like a set spot. I know, doesn't it? It looks a little. It looked yeah, a little too uh, perfect. Right? Yeah. Like I'm imagining, with looking at that trailer, I'm imagining all these crazy surprise cinematic sequences where uh-huh. you know some guy swoops in to save the day or whatever. And I just don't know if it's going to happen like that. Um, I mean, it'd be awesome if it did, but uh, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant to fully believe that that's exactly the experience that we're going to get. So, Especially with voice acting and everything, the guy's lines are set up for his exact build. But right. everyone's supposed to get a different build of him. Yeah, I know. It, it should, it'd be interesting to see. Like, I, God, I really did. You know, now that the more and more I think about this, I really, really did enjoy the first one, despite the repetitiveness. Like, uh, I actually remember one of the most fun parts for me was there was one of these damn lords, and. Do it, like if you remember when you would when a lord would kill you, they'd get more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this motherfucker—he must have killed me five times in a row, like. And there were 
there was I think there were two attempts where I was going after him deliberately and he just wiped my ass out. And then there were like two or three after that where you know how sometimes if you didn't discover where a lord was, you would accidentally wander into a group mm-hmm. of orcs and he would just be there and then all of a sudden you're confronted with him. That happened to me a shitload of times and he'd just walk up and stab me, gone. And then this dude eventually just became so insanely powerful that it took me it took me hours and hours to beat this guy. I don't remember his name, but God, every time he would kill me and there'd be that little cinematic sequence where he's like standing over your body and, you know, telling you you're a piece of shit. I would, I was actually angry. Like I don't get angry at video games very often at all, but I was visibly infuriated (laughs) after that son of a bitch did that. But, uh, I I can't wait. I'm definitely, I I agree though with, uh, you know, the skepticism that's every, everywhere, you know, and it's for good reasons, you know, where now generally conditioned, to see a trailer like that, a gameplay walkthrough, which I haven't seen someone use that terminology in a while, except right. for maybe Mass Effect did it, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, but where they like walk you through what the gameplay is going to be like, and they have a narrator and stuff, like I haven't seen that in a while. And it's always, you know, you see that and you're like, your mind opens to all the possibilities. And then you get the game and you see all the limitations. And that's just the nature of games, right? No game, the games are always advertised to be so like exhaustively innovative and new and just mind bogglingly open. And it's just never that, you know, and you start to see like, okay, this is what they meant when they said like, it's always tailored to my experience. And really, I can see, you know, I can see the nuts and bolts of it. I can see where the seams are. And I'm interested to see that happen with this game or if it doesn't happen, which means that it's the best game of all time. So, you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, it's, uh, it was funny watching this trailer uh, after having played a bunch of the games that have come out recently, just because... It's not to say that feels dated because uh, the actual Nemesis system that they're going for this, you know, uh, vamped up Nemesis system is seems unbelievable and out of this world because we haven't had another one since Mordor. Right. But uh, other games I've we've been playing, you know, we talked about playing Zelda. We talked about playing uh, Horizon. Uh, I played like Resident Evil, which is a VR game, and that's whole other story in v- video games. And I watched this, and I'm just like, oh, you know, this is what video games used to look like. And that's a weird <laughs> feeling to have about Shadow of Mordor franchise, which felt like it was pushing the envelope for next-gen games. You know, only a few years ago we were playing this, like, oh, this Nemesis system is, like, that's the kind of expansiveness and the kind of complexity we're going to see in video games. And ironically, we didn't see that, really. Or at least we didn't see the Nemesis system. And now, ironically, I'm watching this and thinking, oh, wow, this is this feels kind of old, except for the whole, again, system. So still could totally be proven wrong. I liked Shadow of Mordor, and I'd be excited to see them do bigger and cooler things. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. Okay, well, and, all right, Josh. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, Josh. So you all need to just be quiet because <laughs> oh. I'm calling it now. This is, this is going to be my game of the year. Oh my oh, God. Okay. I'm so excited for this game. Like, <laughs> all I mean, these, man, I'm listening to you guys. You're sitting there silent. Like I'm listening to you guys be like, Oh, I'm a little tentative. You know, I'm not sure it's a sequel. So, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to reserve expectations. Fuck that. 
This game made me want to run through the wall. The whole 16-minute trailer, I was watching that. I will agree with what Mike said about it nails being a sequel by just adding everything you need. Like, I heard you were worried about the repetition. I think it's going to completely erase that by giving you the customization, variety, and just basically being bigger. It I mean, looks that way. Yeah, it yeah, does. I mean, first of all, I will say the one complaint from Shadow of Mordor um, was the Mordor was just ash, just gray. You know, And after a yeah. little, you did kind of get sick of being in that world. When they pulled out to the over, like the overworld map, and you saw, I mean, I don't know, eight to twelve different lo- like what are the territories that these overlords, orcs yeah, are right. controlling? Yeah, these fortifications, like these giant yeah. Minas Tirith type places. Yeah, there was like an there was an island, or at least it was a peninsula that like fork that had river forks going out into the sea. It had like this, uh, you know, the typical everything. There was a desert. There was a volcano place. There was a, you know, an icy mountain. All the different places. Yeah, but, all the all the stereotypical locales of a video game. Exactly. But, you know. What else can you do? Um, you can't go to space. Um, <laughs> you don't know that. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> I don't <yeah>. know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Tolkien's strict with his with the use of his license in his <laughs> universe. Um, but the one thing I'll say, like the Nemesis system, the the way they're giving these characters, like more personality and they 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 customize their own bases and their own armor and they have like each one will have like an individual relationship with you from what i'm seeing i could see the potential for you like maybe your first orc that you come across and you make him like part of your 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 army and you level him up and you give him a base and or something like that and he dies you know Mm. that and he's gone forever. I could see a kind of like impactful thing. Like you get an XCOM where you get attached to those characters. And then when they yeah. die, you're like, Holy shit. He's got like, yeah. I could see XCOM that. Like was fucking brutal. Holy yeah. shit. You see, yeah. The way it looked, the way the nemesis system worked in the first game and the way it looked in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Permadeath for like your characters is definitely going to be a thing. They showed that one, ogre-ish looking guy one of your companions and it said you know the title like it happens with your nemesis in the previous game he got like lit up on fire with this oil and like a flamethrower or whatever and then it said in a title like he was burned and that means that he's gone or he was burned and he now has a burn face and you know he's seething with revenge for this other guy you know but I, I can see permadeath being a thing for your companions just as much as your nemesis. Well, and I think another interesting thing to take away from that too, if you remember from the trailer, I think they, uh, the, I think it was actually like the, the first warlord you were fighting. It was some necromancer. I don't remember his name. Um, mm. But they said in the trailer that earlier on, supposedly that necromancer was on your side. Like, yeah, and you cast him away, like, out of the army somehow. I I don't know how you do that, but you basically told him to fuck off. Yeah, And and he did, and now he's, like, super pissed at you, and he's powerful. So I can see that being really interesting, you know? Like, you bring up, just like this guy, you bring someone up for a long period of time, and then maybe you only have, you know, one slot to fill, but you've got, like, two or three guys to pick from, so you boot out, 
one of the guys that you've been taking care of for a while and put in someone else and then you know he wants revenge so then you got to go find i him. mean well now yeah. now we know guys just don't demote any of your orcs you know just keep on <laughs> right. keeping them on ever or else you're going to be in trouble so pro tip right there well, I, pro yeah, tip. Actually, I think he actually died at some point and was resurrected by sauron mm-hmm so okay. he, he switched sides. Oh, so Sauron's just gonna pick out our, yeah. you know, perfect. Well, whatever it was, but I thought, yeah, I, I'm. You're right. Josh is right. There, there are a lot of, uh, a lot of signs pointing towards this game, just being, quite frankly, fucking amazing. Um, super fun. But uh, super, I just super fine. Me for me personally, I try hard not to get too excited. Um, one, yeah, because course. I've been let down before, and two, because the more I downplay things, the more exciting it is when I play it, and it is actually even better than I thought it was going to be. So it's yeah. just like sure, that's good. That's a good to set general your own rule, right? Bar nice and low, yeah. so that then when yeah. you play it, you're like, oh god, this is incredible. Yeah, One that's thing. a good general rule to keep, right? Like right. you, you just keep everything. Uh, like always, good to just keep, you know. Not lowered expectations, but just, you know, wait and see. Uh, But yeah, it can be be reasonable about it. But the thing is also, uh, my uh, trepidation with this is, well, uh, there's this new trend happening, and it's not so new anymore, but the past like year or two, uh, especially with this generation of console, uh, is bigger is better everyone thinks bigger is better you know get a bigger map we have a bigger map with a bigger systems and we have a billion weapons and uh a hundred thousand customizations and that's just not true you know bigger is not better density is important and shadow of mordor had that shadow of mordor's map was not very big and yeah it was very repetitive um one in a gameplay sense, but far more like Josh said in an aesthetic sense. Like everyone was a freaking orc, and everyone had this disgusting uh, <laughs> Cockney accent, you know. And it was just everywhere and constant. But you, it was easy to look over that for how great the game was. The game just uh, played extremely well. The Nemesis system was fantastic. We keep saying the same things, and now they're going for bigger is better. Right? Is that true? I don't know. I hope so. But they're, that's what they're banking on, and a lot of other people banked on it, and it didn't work out for them. Josh, I feel yeah. like you have something to say right now. I keep now. running over Josh's <laughs> quote, yeah. No, no, no. Um, one thing, I th- and I can't say for sure, but it looks like... See, the old, the, the old system, the top-tier enemy orc was a war chief. Mm-hmm. Now they are the second tier, and the guy above that is the overlord, and they're the ones that control that territory. From what I understand, I think the overlords are set characters. I don't think they change, because from what I've seen, when we promoted our guy to the overlord of that territory, that was it. He controlled that territory, and it can't be taken back. So th- that show- tells me that there's not going to be overlords fluctuating in and out from that position so what i think so they've crafted these top tier characters to be something that's not just interchangeable that's why like like you said the orcs got repetitive because they all had this just generic cockney accent and they really didn't it was cool when you you know you could build your own stories if you know one killed you and then you went to seek revenge this that and the other thing but having 
just from the trailer that we or the gameplay trailer that we saw, that one guy that was in control of this overlord, he did not he did not seem generic by any means. He seemed like he was a crafted character. And right. if, if yeah. So you can have you can still have that nemesis system, you know, with the captains and the war chiefs where you kind of create your own little stories and betrayals and things like that. But then when you get to the top level guy, you're gonna have that, that you know, that really fleshed out character that I think is going to be uh, fun to, to kind of take down. Um, what was I going to say about, Oh, the last thing I'm going to say, and we can move on. I promise video game trailers have always been really good at giving you a scenario that looks incredibly scripted and super badass, And you're like, you're watching and you're like, there's no fucking way I'm ever going to be able to do that this way and this has that same feel but i will say to shadow of mordor's credit more than a lot of games i've played i was able to execute really cool series of movements and moments more so than like i'm a huge assassin's creed fan i suck at assassin's creed (laughs) i try to assassin that little blade worthless because i miss and then it's just parrying and killing people in a mosh pit for days but this game you know it i found that it was really cool to string together a whole bunch of different moves and use the the wraith abilities to warp in and then if they give you more tools like which it looks like they're doing I, I could see where you could come up with maybe not that exact scenario, but some really cool sequences that will just when you're done, af- after you're done infiltrating a fortress, you're I could see you just sitting back and being like, "Holy shit, that was cool!" Like you know, you could really feel like you're powerful, and that's what gaming is for me and a lot of people is just makes you feel like a badass. <laughs> that's so, that's always a good move for them, good. yeah, for sure. All right. Um, now that Josh is done gushing over, uh, sh- Mordor of War, War of Shadow of Shadow Mordor, of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor. There Man, it is. You're yeah. all over the place there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it seems like taking the word Mordor out. I think that was like the pinnacle word. Like that was the word, the focus there. We're in Mordor. I don't know. Yeah, I was surprised. You know, like are, they're not trying to get away from the you know the the what is it sorry the ip i mean that's kind of where the strength was some people would argue that the game was better than the ip right because uh lord of the rings is kind of a tired franchise oh my god right? Joe, but, i'm gonna kill you i was gonna say a lot of people Joe, would talk, I look, look i I, don't, I would not agree i would not agree i, I think uh, i'm certainly a fan and i love the aesthetic and that was one of my favorite parts of shadow of mordor giving this way more grim way more badass feel to a franchise that you know ebbs and flows comes back and goes and has had a really sour history in the video game business that's for sure a lot of bad games came from agreed uh the the lord of the rings franchise and that kind of brought it back yeah, up yeah so uh i didn't see why they would want to distance themselves from it and they're not really but anyway well, let's move on to some new news also talk a little bit about uh mass effect and destiny uh let's quickly talk about mass crossover effect. game uh 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's first talk oh, about Mass awful. Effect Andromeda. Mass Effect going to be, I uh, well, I don't know, but I mean, Mass Effect Andromeda is coming out soon, coming out March 21st. Oh, so, so many games this month. It's, it's crazy. insane. Ridiculous. It's crazy. It, it'll actually be available a week before that if you've got um, Origin yeah, access, access, too. Yeah. Right, right, because video games come out before video games come out. I know, and that shit annoying. I hate having yeah, to keep yeah. track of like four different fucking Amazing. release dates for games now. Yeah. When does it come out? Well, why don't you sit down? We've got right, a little yeah, explanation. I've got a bit of a story here to tell you about when it's going to come out. So it's been yeah, in early access for three years. Yeah. <laughs> got to send out a pamphlet. For <laughs> then it went to there Alpha. You go. There you then go. It went there to, you go. Then it went to closed beta, then public yeah. beta. That's always that was always funny. It's like it's coming out tomorrow. I've played about forty hours of this game, so that's interesting. <laughs> if you right. say, I like anyway. Master did their open beta two days before release. Right. Yeah. What I don't know what they were planning on fixing with that. Like, hey, yeah, we found out all the shit's wrong. Well, no time to fix it. Got to release the game. Oh, good. Oof. Good thing we had a good thing we had a beta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So anyway. Mass Effect Andromeda does come out March 21st for the masses to uh, enjoy. And leading up to that, of course, uh, NVIDIA, I think. Uh, yeah, NVIDIA today published its PC specifications for maximum performance and also revealed the game's numerous graphic options. I'm reading from Polygon's article uh, by ONS Good. Thanks, Owen. Uh, so the specs are... Uh, pretty high for the recommended requirements uh mike you're the pc aficionado uh of the two of us at the very least so uh why don't you walk us through the more demanding features or less demanding features of these uh of these recommended specs okay so well i'll just read it i guess from the top um i'm also reading the article by uh, ons good for what it's worth but so the recommended requirements to get a 1920 by 1080 resolution, which is, you know, your standard HD resolution. Um, and it's really good. I'm not a, the biggest 4K person, but uh, that's another topic altogether. Mm. But anyway, um, they're by, by not being the biggest 4K person. Do you mean you don't have a 4K TV? I do not. I guess that would make that would make sense. Right. OK, yeah, just carry on. It doesn't. I. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, but anyway. Awesome. No, yeah. I, agree. I agree. Um so the CPU, the minimum CPU that they're recommending is a, a core i7 uh, 4790 or an AMD FX 8350, which are both pretty high-end CPUs and uh it's basically the same with the GPU. They're saying uh, a GeForce GTX 1060 um a 3 gigabyte one. I guess I didn't actually realize there were different uh Different size versions of the 1060. I thought yeah. they were all the same, but um, and the, or they're also saying a GTX 970 would work. GTX 970s are pretty stout. You you need 16 gigs of RAM. I'm actually worried. I'm not sure. No, I think I have 16 gigs of RAM. But these days, yeah, that's I thought the thing. that was a little Ram- weird. It's usually just eight. Yeah, yeah. RAM normally, like I I've always seen people b- building PCs, and when I built my PC, it's like you don't need eight. 16 but we'll just throw 16 on there anyway and this is the first time it's like oh yeah now we actually need that 16 that's pretty incredible right and and another interesting thing here too is that it's saying for the recommended requirements um or i don't know this is confusing the way it's written here maybe you guys understand this but he's saying they're saying 64-bit versions of windows 7 8.1 or 10 but in the minimum requirements, 64-bit versions are also there. So 
I mean, it almost looks as if they're saying you just can't run it if you have 32-bit, but I don't believe that because that would just be discounting a whole it's shitload. A, of no, I'm sure that's. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not it, sure. It says Windows Seven, eight point one, or Windows Ten. So I can't imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm a little confused. Yeah, that is weird. That's written. Um, and then it's uh, it's 55 gigabytes, and you need DirectX uh, version 11, which n- neither of those are really a problem these days. But um, it's really to get 1920 by 1080. It's asking for a pretty pretty state of the art, pretty damn expensive system. So yeah. I don't know how many people are going to be able to achieve that. There, on on the plus side, there are according to this 16 different options for affecting image quality. So you'll have some flexibility sure. as to what you're, you know, what you're willing to get rid of in the interest of getting a higher frame rate. So that may provide people with um, some some lesser hardware, some options to, you know, maybe sacrifice shadow quality or something, and then you can get your frame rate back up without making the game look like shit or Whatever, whatever you want to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's, it looks like no one's locked in. Yeah, you got, you know, uh, GTX 660 sounds pretty dated at this point. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I nice like, to hear. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah. So, you know, it's not necessarily like you are locked out of this game if you don't have a 1060. Right. Uh, so it's nice, you know. I, I myself have a 1070. Don't really know what that means. I just had a bunch that, of friends help good. me build a PC. Yeah, 10, but I hear it's great. Is I, just like one... Below the top, basically. one tier below the 1080. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny how 1080. We're at 1080p, and 1080 is a totally different thing in graphic graphics cards. It's just like well, now there's numbers the get jumbled TI up in the head. Well, yeah. just to confuse you 1080 Ti. More. So now 1080 garbage. If you want to even do 4K, that. Joe, Ti. Yeah, of course. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, good to hear. Who here is going to be playing Mass Effect, and who's going to be playing on PC? I'm playing on PC for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't care about the multiplayer, so oh, I, I'm not I'm not going to bother oh, to get it on Xbox or anything. So, oh, what a nightmare! Yeah, yeah. I don't Josh, want... you played Mass Effect. Uh, we talked about this last week, um, so I'll just be brief. I uh, as soon as I'm done with the Legend of Zelda, I am going to do my damnedest to burn through the original trilogy because I have not played them at all. Mm, well, so yeah. I'm going to do that and try and get it done as soon as possible so that I can play Mass Effect Andromeda while it's still hot and everyone's talking about it. Yeah. I we'll I, I deeply upset uh, one of the former hosts of the show, uh, Kenneth Shepard, when I told, well, him and Eric equally, when I told them uh, we were talking about Mass Effect Andromeda, and I had predicted that it was going to be delayed. It's looking like it's not going to be delayed. Uh, I swore it would be delayed out of the spring at the time. And I also said, like, you know, peop- we should have gotten a... Um, a remaster collection, and I'm shocked that they still haven't done it. EA's stood by, stood to their guns, saying we're not doing remasters, we're not doing them. At some point, someone said maybe we're considering it, and then we started hearing again, you know, that Mass Effect trilogy. Although I think it's just wishful thinking, but that a, a remaster for the trilogy is coming out. I thought the best move was, I assuming that they were going to delay, would be delay into third or fourth quarter release a trilogy around now-ish although now-ish it would do terrible because all these freaking games are out right now but um yeah i don't know how i would ever find the time at this point i've wanted to but i once admitted like i said that i played only mass effect 2 and uh i actually loved mass effect 2 
and Zach disagrees. <laughs> insane. It's the it's clearly the best uh, one, even though I haven't really played, played any of the other ones. Come on. Yeah. Which yeah. one's your favorite? No, I didn't Zach. play the others. Probably Mass Effect Two, but you gotta play one. You gotta play one. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. I think two is so, my favorite as well. Zach and I have talked. Well, Zach has spoken to me about it, and he has the same issues as everyone does with three. I hear, but like there was a DLC, what that fixed everything, or Tilldale awesome. right, best no, DLC. No, right. fuck that! Should've I didn't been. fix a goddamn thing. No, but it should have <laughs> ended right there. Yeah, I right. I want to ask if Mass Effect reviews very well and it comes out and everyone loves it. Could this be considered the greatest month in video games history? I mean, here's the thing. Uh, February 28th, yeah. Horizon came out. Mm, uh, was but it I February mean, 28th? Look, oh, it man. It'd be in the month span, but not the calendar month. Well, wait. Now, hold on. Was that like an early access release date? When, when was the public release? Yeah, exactly. did, they, <laughs> yeah, like, did, they, did they release it on like March 2nd for everyone else? Or something. No, 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 no. no it it no, was right. just one. It was just one. Release yeah, no, date. no. It was. It was actually. Yeah. Oh, asking, okay. Was I was. Uh, I mean, I was being half yeah. serious, but these days you kind of. What's funny? Have, yeah, I know. I know. Ask. I know. I know. It's funny that um, what happened in the industry. You know, everyone was talking about Horizon for like a week. Uh, they got such early copies uh, to review, and the embargo went up really early. Smart move. And then everyone started talking about Zelda by the time Horizon came out, and it was smart on uh sony side to release uh the embargo so early so that it would get the proper press time before zelda uh and switch mania but you know it's uh it's so unfortunate these games were just like butted up right up against each other like i was watching some video and i saw a trailer for horizon and i was like wow Hor- i played about three to five hours of horizon and then i played zelda and today I was watching a video and a Horizon ad came on and I was like, wow, can't wait to play that game. And hell, hell it's on my PS4 and I just, you know, I'm so hooked on Zelda right now. Next it's month looks pretty game. fucking solid too. I mean, just yeah. off the top of Jeez. my head, uh, Dawn of War 3 is coming out. I know I don't think any of you are strategy gamers, but that's like, that's a huge deal, uh, at least for mm. me. And then um, Sniper 3 Ghost Warrior is coming out next month too. That's like the that's the first time they've actually made a, a, a AAA entry for that franchise, which is pretty it's pretty significant and it's open world, which is the first time. I mean, it's like you know, and Persona 5, that's a big deal for a lot of people. Persona 5 oh, coming yeah. out. Yeah. Prey, I'm a big deal. I'm oh, big yeah, on Prey. Prey. Right is that, I thought Prey that, looks good. Isn't Prey May? No, I'm pretty sure it's May. Is it really? No, I'm just thinking. No, it's May. Is it's it? May, but I'm. I, I just. Yeah, it's in May. But I mean, this year is just it's looking insane. insane. The yeah. first half of February this year. was great. With uh, yeah, Neo was really good. For Honor was really Neo good. was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of great. I mean, yeah, we're we're definitely Resident Evil, Evil came out in February. No, was anything in January? February. It might have been February. This half of the year is bonkers is the I already like thesis of this conversation year. we were supposed to get south park in january but that didn't last happen. year was right yeah that's in d- delayed indefinitely at this point mm-hmm. unfortunately but i mean yeah this this year is i mean here's the thing like i loved the games last year we had a great list i remember us doing the game of the year and it was just like oh fuck how can you pick out of these games it's such a great list I can't imagine we'll have another year like this, and then a month later, yeah, right, yeah, uh, an already, entire yeah. here we great are talking year about ensues. this maybe being like the best three months ever. Yeah, and look, I mean, look, guys, Destiny Two coming out probably the end of this year if it doesn't get delayed again, and they've been 
Activision's been hand over fist, been like, listen, it's coming out this year. We so we need to do a, I mean, a most anticipated twenty seventeen podcast. We need to. Oh, uh, we'd be here all day. Good lord, we should. Like, you know, yeah, we we did a we did a list um, on gamingtrend.com of our twenty seventeen. Yeah, most you can see it games. on our featured list so, right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be fun to talk about that kind of stuff. I wonder what uh, if if uh, Microsoft is hiding anything up their sleeve for the Scorpio release. Well, they that's the thing, be, you know. They're, right? There's thinking about be, Scorpio, there's got to be okay. some shit that we don't know about yet that's going to drop when that comes out. Um, so, and, and that's just going to catapult this like <laughs> even further beyond what we've already talked about. I mean, if scale bound redo, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. for scale bound. <laughs> yeah. this, this year, this year is going to be awesome. What a fucking time we live in. Donald Trump is president. Yeah, time we to get be tons alive. of great video games. We got tons of great yeah, games, right? We don't want to live in America. Let's just escape to Hyrule and yeah. right. fuck. And, and okay, before we escape to Hyrule, before we escape to Hyrule, we'll talk about one last thing. Speaking of Destiny and Destiny Two, uh, Destiny's Age of Triumph update uh, was revealed and uh, discussed in detail by Bungie uh, and. Basically, it's a goodbye to Destiny. Destiny 2, uh, as was reported multiple times uh, by one Jason Schreier and Kotaku, uh, Destiny 2 is going to oust the old uh, Destiny Guardians. All of your gear and all of your stuff is not going to carry over. Uh, You're going to start afresh and anew. Uh, I think that's fine. And, uh, of course, most recently uh actually yesterday it was confirmed well not yesterday last week at some point it was confirmed that yeah destiny 2 uh is not going to carry over any of your stuff your character is going to carry over only uh aesthetically it's just you know your what your character looks like and none of your gear none of your weapons and none of your even like microtransaction stuff is carrying over uh, basically, just your guardian, your character is carrying over, which is basically well, is it nothing. the character or just the aesthetic of them? Like, because it's supposed to be the same think, person. I, uh, yeah, but I mean, the character who is the character, right? The yeah. the, the guardian is no one really. So, uh, yeah, so it's nothing. It's a non non entity. So, can I uh, say that's carrying over? How kind of disappointing this is, like. We can we can talk about the disappointing. We well, ha- do have, however, the Age of Triumph. I mean, right, <laughs> like just really quickly. So it's a two part thing. Sorry, there's we're not getting our gear carried over, um, and now this uh, stream went up uh, announcing the Age of Triumph update. Uh, it's coming out March. Tw- it's going live March twenty eighth, and uh, it's going to re- include a new record book uh, for you to. Uh, try and achieve a lot of you know um, achievements and things like that and uh, most of them it's insane how many there are in fact they said that if you've done everything there is to do in in destiny up to march 28th of this year uh, the book will be almost halfway completed so that's insane they're just giving you a ton of stuff to do Uh, but you don't have to do everything in the book to unlock everything most importantly though uh, the new uh, what's coming with the update is the re- they're revitalizing all of the raids, which is very exciting. So all the raids are going to be up to 390 light level, uh, which is cool. They're not upping the light level, uh, which I think is good. I don't want to start grinding 
again, you know, after so many times knowing that Destiny 2 is mm-hmm. just around the bend and I'm not going to have any of my stuff. But if I can just jump on with my friends and play one more round of uh, Vault of Glass and it be, you know, compelling and hard because of the light level, then that'll be cool. But um, as far as this goes, playing the raids again, or more importantly, the uh, lack of... Uh, gear at the start of destiny 2 how do you guys feel about this story? Well, I, I find it hard to believe anyone but diehard fans are gonna care for the redo of the raids you're not getting to keep any of the gear you get from it you play each of them once and then why keep going i i would say for sure uh the only thing is just like nostalgia for yeah. the past three years like one more row into uh vault of glass i'm specifically excited for vault of glass you know that was one of the best reads mm-hmm. even though it was like you know it had a troublesome launch you know you never got fate bringer it was just a nightmare with the drops and stuff it was still when destiny was like not fixed but yeah i think I like mean, it'll still be fun to do i uh, what's that Didn't the, it was the a, it was a couple weeks or a couple yeah. days after yeah but i mean it was before they fixed everything mm-hmm. with taking king i mean taking king, king fixed everything yeah. Yeah, that was like the real game they wanted to release, <laughs> or at least the game that they should have released. Uh, but I mean, uh, Josh, how do you feel about uh, gear not being brought over to Destiny 2? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I am not, I don't think, based on what you guys have said, that I'm as big a Destiny player as you guys. I did put uh, over 100 hours into that game. I played a lot with friends. Um there was a good it's funny how a game like Destiny, you can say, I'm not as big of a fan of this game. I'm only a hundred hours in. Yeah. That's like that's crazy. It's it's really weird because the, I guess because I never reached that that raid level, and that's one of my biggest complaints with Destiny, and that's something we don't really need to go into. Um, and maybe hopefully something they can fix in Destiny 2, like the fact that I don't know. It, it's it's really difficult to get six people together. Mm-hmm. To create a party to raid on this you know the same time um if they can add something in destiny 2 where it makes raiding easier for pickup groups or whatever um they, that would be cool did, so i'm not a destiny player so I, I i don't know but do they have a like a matchmaking system at all i mean so there's the no raids. so everything yeah so the raids they intentionally have no matchmaking system and josh isn't a fan a lot of people are not a fan uh i was Totally okay with it. Uh, the idea, the philosophy behind it was you had to actively find people to match up with, make it a social experience, but mostly, most importantly, you have to be in communication with them throughout the entire raid. Like It doesn't work unless you're communicating with each other because there's a lot of systems and mechanics, especially some of the later raids. Like uh, like uh, Oryx had just like weird, obtuse mechanics that like made no sense unless you were like communicating. Uh, with each other and they also didn't make sense anyway but um yeah the game is it it require well the end game raids require that you communicate so the idea is if you get people actively partying up by using forums or uh outside matchmaking systems online which is what people resorted to uh or if you're using just your friends uh then you're more likely to communicate uh, so it worked for me at least, uh, but I can see why it's frustrating because you have to you have to dedicate so much time to it essentially. So as a as a former WoW player, uh, I watched I watched World of Warcraft go through all that crap, and at the beginning for a, I don't know a couple of years they had nothing. 
They had no matchmaking system, no group searching system, no nothing. And on top of that, to hell with six-man raids, there were a whole shitload of 20- and 40-man raids. So you would literally be sitting in one of the big cities, and it, it was like it was like playing Craigslist the video game. You would just be standing there <laughs> in the city, and there were different there were different uh, chat types, and you would post in like a certain chat type that was looking for group or whatever. And you know, the, people developed all these acronyms like yeah, looking for group, need these types of classes, need this many more right, people, right. and we're gonna go do this raid. Yeah, and you would just fucking hand, sit yeah. there. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, until you found a group, and then you all had to get there. And then finally, after a couple of years, Blizzard developed uh, a system. I don't even remember what they called it, but you could just like select the raid that you wanted to do, and if you were by yourself, you would get put into some sort of a queue and get paired up with a group. Right, so they um, matchmaking, yeah. Right, and you know uh, the the mechanics. I'm sure within those raids in World of Warcraft are equally as complex as they are in Destiny. Arguably more so, just because there are more people involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that sounds like a nightmare. And yeah, yeah and so I, I'm with Josh. Like it clearly, I mean the it clearly works. If Blizzard made it work in World of Warcraft, I don't see. Now, I'm not a Destiny player, but I don't see why um, they couldn't have made that work in Destiny. So you see that the, just sounds I mean, fucking stupid to me. Yeah, and the thing is, is there wasn't a, a there wasn't like an open channel chat in Destiny yeah. either. You can't just go into the tower, the main social hub, and just be like, "Hey, everybody, I'm looking oh, to play God, the raid." Really? No, no, yeah. no! You can't. Well, do that. well, there was like you can send messages to each other, and there was voice person. chat if you were in yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Spam live but it was di- all the recent players. It was difficult. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, that just makes just... it even worse. <laughs> That's crazy. I think the real reason like, is because they want to get, like, like Joe said earlier, they want to get you onto the forums and Bungie.net. Mm-hmm. They want to get you into their community. They want to okay. get you if you're not playing their game. Because you can't, because you're at work or whatever. They want you to be on Bungie.net, yeah, looking through everything. Yeah, yeah. so oh, yeah, they, that. yeah, they want they wanted. I, I can't say for sure, but it feels like it was maybe a way to make it a little bit difficult. To, you know, you can't do it in game. Let's get you over to Bungie.net community and uh, they have oh, yeah. matchmaking <laughs> for the strikes. Yeah, and that exactly, exactly crazy i yeah man uh, i'm so glad that i don't play destiny all of a sudden i would my my no my, no no it's a good my game brain definitely good exploded game. It's by good now. For three, three months after each release it was, it was fun correct it destiny has such an interesting story as far as like its development and its post-development story like it's like people just kept going at it like they knew that the game was broken and the game was not broken but just the system was broken yeah i remember you know, lots of drops and stuff it. And people, well, that's the thing. Destiny is a great game wherein people get together to complain about Destiny. That is what (laughs) the the Destiny experience. And it's very, it's a very good game too. Like one of the main things is is Bungie is probably one of the best, if not the best developer of shooters. Like they, they have a great console shooter. Uh, I don't know how it hold up on against PC games, like say overwatch or uh, especially counter-strike, or if you're really old school, like quake, uh, but on a console, I would say that it is, it is the best uh, feeling shooter. Uh, except like last year was a, 
huge, like an abundance of crazy good shooters, but still, even so like Bungie knows shooters really well and they do it really well. And, uh, they had a cool loot system after a while and a really cool, like lore background. And it was, you know, they just knew how to create this, I don't know, this living, breathing community game thing, uh, that was destiny. And while there was a lot of frustration around it, it was still frustration that I endured and decided to spend, you know, like two, 300 hours playing. So uh, I loved it for what it was. I hated it for what it was sometimes, but uh, all in all, it's, it's not sad to see it go. It's not too bittersweet because I'm excited for Destiny 2. Uh, as far as the loot goes and like the gear goes, I'm ready for a new start. Yeah, you know, too. I was totally fine with, I was totally fine with taking King wiping all of the old gear. It's like, all right, new year, let's start something new. Uh, and destiny Two, from what the reports are saying, you know, certain leaks, uh, are saying, it sounds like it's going to be a very different game. And that means it might not even work to have some of your loot. Cause loot doesn't work the same or mechanics aren't the same. So, you know, I'm totally fine with it. I've had so much time with my stuff that I don't need to cling on to it, you know, for just the fact that I spent time doing it. I spent time doing it because it was fun, you know, so I'm ready for the next big thing. Do you think they'll Oof. carry over ghosts into the second game or just cut it? Oh, I don't know. I, I hope Ghost, the character, sticks around. I like Nolan North as Ghost now. Oh, yeah. Peter Dinklage is like one of the biggest mistakes they made. Yeah. yeah. Well, I feel bad because I feel like there was something must have happened with Peter Dinklage where they were like, uh, they give, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say because I love Peter Dinklage, of course. But oh, yeah, he's it awesome. Was, it was awful. But it was terrible, yeah. So, can we talk about Switch and Zelda? As long as you can keep it under four hours, Joe. We'll we'll try. (laughs) Yeah, that uh, terrible Destiny news that we were thinking about cutting turned into this giant Destiny 2 rant. Yeah, really. I thought, thought, like, we weren't going to do it. Is there any other news we're talking about? Yeah, but... I want to talk about games. I don't think we have to talk about the division. Is anyone into the division? No, I don't think. Yeah, I put that up no. there. I mean, I, I just to see we're, if anyone we're else. We're literally working and just yeah. dropping links into the pie. Yeah, know, the I just wanted chat. to see if anybody else was interested in it. I mean, I don't think very many people even play uh, the division anymore, which there, I think is a, part of the reason that, that they're coming out for fucking free. It found a niche audience for sure. Bunch but of I idiots. Mean, it was just such a problem. No, no, no. But that's not true. Were, that's definitely true. Like, I, would never release, play that like, game again. I certainly didn't like adding it. Adding story. No story. Like, you, yeah, it was bad. I really didn't. And like they're not the even adding any. I know. That's it's uh, that game had so much potential that was completely wasted and unrealized. I, you know, everyone says that I never saw like, okay, it's a fucking post-apocalyptic shared world, whatever, man. Like I, I'm sorry. I was never sold on it and I bought it. That was just crazy. If it was more like like, like tactical shooter, way better. Yeah. I health bars didn't need it. It had, yeah, it had so much going for it on, on the lead up and, and like it had so much cool, I don't know. It just it had so much potential, and I feel like it, they just fucked it all up. 
Well, it's Ubisoft, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I know, and it's becoming a common theme with them, unfortunately. The the dark zones with legendary loot and all that kind of stuff seemed like a really cool idea. Something I had really yeah. The dark zone was awesome. That you go in. The dark zone was a great idea. That's all the game was. That's unfortunate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that was part of the problem. And then all the ridiculous. I think actually. Now that I think about it, what what really messed the game up and and almost broke the game, basically did break the game for a while, were all of the crazy exploits. Just like the people using that silly ass riot shield and, you know, and exploiting themselves or glitching themselves or whatever you want to call it into Well, that was the problem, right? PC was like a nightmare and, yeah, because people would it just, was ser- all server-based. Right, and they figured out how to break into the Not boss server room based, immediately I mean. yeah. and just murder the boss and then they would get it down where they could do it in like 10 minutes. And they would just run this shit 40 times in a day and then they'd be decked out with the best loot in the game inside of a day and you'd encounter them in the dark zone and they would completely lay waste to you without even thinking about it. <laughs> and then and it took them forever to patch all that stuff so their chat was really cool the roaming chat where you would walk by someone and you could just talk to them that was sweet yeah that, that was, was cool. like the proximity cool. chat like that. Yeah, yeah that was sweet yeah could have had that in destiny <laughs> <laughs> yeah really <laughs> well said Josh. i have uh, i have some when i'm not gonna go into it but i have some things to say about that too it's like the journey thing you know limited mm. communication can be better because it leads to less salty, gr- sweaty, gross people mm-hmm. interacting with each other and making life a mess. What <laughs> games are you playing, Joe? Yeah, I was say, <laughs> fucking uh, Overwatch. You ever play Overwatch <laughs> oh, yeah. with Team Chat on? It's like, I can't believe I like, wasted the time. Worst. Oh, my God. I thought, like, I loved Overwatch, and I finally got into competitive, and it's just, just what a nightmare, man. I- I'll fucking tell you people. what. The one, one experience would be real quick that turned me off multiplayer gaming. I liked Age of Booty. You guys remember that little pirate ship? I already (laughs) love it. All right. It's a top-down, hexagonal, like, um, not RTS. Real-time. Yeah, it is real-time strategy game where you're running around with these um, little – or you're sailing around with these little pirate ships – you're taking over little bases, little islands to pick up gold and resources, and then you're fighting the opponent. Okay. Well, I went into a – I really liked playing single player, and there was an achievement for like playing 10 online matches or whatever. This game doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. And literally the first five seconds I'm in that match, it's 2v2. My teammate gets on, let's fucking do this! <laughs> and I'm like, okay, Jesus. I mean, that booty. sounds great. <laughs> and I get killed, and he goes off on me as if I just like beat his wife in front of him or something. I don't know. It was bad. He went off, and then I quit. And then he proceeded to spam me with messages about how much he hated me. I'm like, okay, uh, online multiplayer game, gaming over. Yeah, a- yeah. Age of Booty harassment. <laughs> A good general rule of thumb, it seems like, with uh, with multiplayer online stuff, at least in my experience, the worst of the worst are free to play. Like if you get on World of Warships, oh god, just just prepare yourself. It literally sounds yeah. like it's World of Warcraft, World of Warships. Yeah. Never play that. Just game, prepare yourself for the most ridiculous, like nine year old insult slinging, shit throwing, 
temper tantrums and and you know just stupid shit Ugh, all the time. Mike, it's just way. absolutely yeah. terrible. That sounds. Yeah, it's all for awful. me. Yeah, Ugh. it's actually. You just for me. Yeah. No, not yet. Oh come on, Mike! Man. It's been like Mike, a month. Dropping the ball, man. <laughs> well, you know, I just keep waiting for uh, Joe to repay me for this bet that we had that I clearly won, and he hasn't lived up to his end of the bargain yet. What was the bet? I don't even know. I don't it? actually remember what it was about, but I remember winning the fucking thing. And I can't <laughs> oh, even that's recall what the hell it was now. Yeah. Let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. It's out. Probably, in my opinion, is either Nintendo's saving grace or their last console. They can't really afford another flop. So it's going to be one or the other. Uh, we have two We have two Switches in the chat right now. We have me and Zach. Zach, how do you feel about the Nintendo Switch? I really like it. I mean, I'd like to see more games like everybody. But the console itself, I mean, it feels nice. It looks good. Except for the dock. The dock looks kind of flimsy. I mean, yeah, it's just a piece of plastic, really. Yeah. But the, the Joy-Con grip doesn't suck for a controller like I expected it to. Little yeah, yeah, it's definitely better than I terrible. thought. The Joy-Cons on their own, kind of weird. I mean, they're small. I mean, everyone yeah. knew they were small, but they're small. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I've been showing it off a lot to people. Uh, first thing they say is like, these are really small. Uh, but we play the games, and the games we're playing are pretty simple. I played a little bit of Shovel Knight uh, co-op, which is actually kind of fun. Uh, I played... Um, I had started playing... Not Specter Knight. It's Specter Knight. It's Specter Knight. I yeah. started playing Specter Knight, and that's a really cool uh, addition to the game. And I played uh, some, you know, one, not one two switch. I didn't buy one two switch, but I got Snipper Clippers, Snipper Clips, sorry, and some racing game. Uh, it's Fast RMX. And fast those are the RMX. games I I'm normally. I'm looking into that one. Is it worth getting? It's very good. Uh, if you're gonna buy uh, Mario all over again, you might just want to wait. Uh, if you really want something to show off, like the, you know, the local multiplayer component, it's a lot of fun. It's very simple, uh, but it's definitely good. It's polished. Um, very simple again. So, yeah, if you want a racing game right now that you can throw down just <laughs> wherever, then that's the thing to do. Uh, Shovel Knight's cool on it, and fucking Zelda is amazing uh, wherever you play it. Uh, but... I agree. Like generally, I actually love the console itself. The dock is a joke right now. I can't believe people are getting scratches already. Like, so one of the stories that we have here is that a lot of people are reporting and uh, actually compiling videos on YouTube of some of the issues they're having with the Switch. A lot of it is faulty hardware. Um, actually, people are getting game crashes with Zelda. Uh, there, a lot of people are reporting. Um, uh, a lot of dead pixels uh, and a few other things. Uh, of course, every console launch is bound to have some technical issues, uh, though, depending on if it's, you know, slight little issues that you need to, uh, like maybe the smallest percentage of people have to return their thing, or you get Xbox 360 Red Ring of Death, you know, astronomical problem. Uh, so far, it's hard to tell. That. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's hard to tell if this is a real problem if like uh these are universally uh you know thousands of units having issues right now from what i can tell anyone i've ever spoken to had no issues save for the left joy con uh 
Zach, have you had any problems with the uh, left I've joystick? I've had no problem with the connectivity whatsoever. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I, I did some exhaustive testing. It's, you know, at home, do it yourself testing. But I tried, you know, going behind obstructions and stuff. If people don't know on the show, uh, the Joy-Con, the left Joy-Con was uh, having a lot of issues with connectivity, according to a lot of people who were doing reviews for the Switch and for Zelda Breath of the Wild before March 3rd when the console and the game launched. And that was the biggest reported issue. And it was, it seemed universal. Uh, and that looked like the uh, the death signing of the Switch. But I've had no issue. Um, battery's fine, you know. The kickstand is awful. Like, what a piece of garbage that is that they stapled uh-huh. on there. But... Other than that, I mean, I happen to love this console. Uh, and, you know, just not speaking totally objectively, uh, you know, there are issues with it. Um, but just feeling it in my hands, messing with the Joy-Cons and stuff, the game is, the, th- the console itself is just fun to play around with, you know, pick up the Joy-Cons, take them off, put them back on, you know, show it off to people. It's a fun console from what I'm getting so far. Did you have but, any uh, problem? Uh clicking the bumpers while in the joy-con group no not at all the like the it top bumpers super difficult for me to hit the top bunker uh, bumpers for like the first two hours i played it no not at all i the only issues with the joy cons i've had one i don't of course uh i saw this coming uh, i don't like on the right hand right side oh yeah the, the joystick is too far down for handheld mode like you just can't reach down there comfortably mm-hmm. and um and then, uh, I don't know, the Joy-Con grip is not awful, like I thought, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I've been primarily playing, only because I didn't decide to buy the uh, Pro Controller. Pro. I hear, though, that that's yeah, the, the Pro Controller, right? I, yeah, I heard it's the best. I hear that's the best way to go, but I didn't get so it. It's 70 bucks, right? It sure is. Yeah, crazy. the accessories are crazy expensive. But, I mean, other is than that, that more than a, a DualShock or a Oh, yeah. Controller? DualShock and Xbox controllers at launch were like 60 bucks, and now you can generally find them when they go on sale for like 40 bucks. So 70 bucks for something like that is pretty intense, but uh, apparently it's the way to play the games. Um, but uh, we that is what we have been doing, playing the games. Uh, I've been playing, like I said, Snipper Clips. I'm sure, Zach, you've played a couple of games on it, but most of us have all been playing Zelda. Uh, before we get into Zelda full on, uh, I want to give open up the floor to other games being played. Uh, Mike Pierce, co-editor, co-host uh, of the show, you are not playing Zelda, unfortunately. No, I, I don't. I, I don't really lament the fact that I'm not playing it. I've never been um, a huge Zelda fan. It just doesn't, have, doesn't have a soul. Something like that. Yeah, I. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, it's just I never played it as a kid. I don't really give a fuck about it. Um, I don't really see what all the hype's about. I think there are other games out there that are that I'm a lot more interested in and that are probably better. That's so, fine. That's fine. So what are uh, what have you been playing this week? Right. Um, so I don't know if I can talk about one of them. Uh, sure. Although I'll tell you guys, I'm wearing the shirt. Uh, of course, no one else can see that, okay. but. Um, I'm going to be playing a game called Desync, which is this like sort of Tron shooter, an indie sort of Tron-based shooter, which looks pretty cool. Um, and then I've been playing the fuck out of Wildlands, um, which is 
which has been pretty great. I've I've run into some problems, but um, I actually found Joe, you and I played it with you and Zach, and uh, you guys remember we kept running into that freezing problem, yeah. right? Where like yeah, right. we would just mm-hmm. be doing something and the game would pause for I don't know what do you think three five seconds something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I don't seem to get that on Xbox ever. And, and I don't. I, so I'm wondering if that's exclusively a PC thing or what. Oh, but it, it is not happening on Xbox. Um, so, that, I mean, that's a plus. It's great. But well, it it's sucks. Ubisoft, right? They always yeah. have problems on PC. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Always now. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like that. So I've been playing that, and that's. Um, I'm, I'm still liking it a lot. I uh, like it's really just hitting me how massive the world is though. I mean, like you can, I don't know. It's just, it's one of the, I think it's actually one of the biggest uh, video game worlds created. It dwarfs GTA five by quite a lot. It's, it's truly gigantic. Thank God there are airplanes. If you had to drive that, um, that'd just be a no go. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm playing this week. Are you worried about rapid, like it becoming repetitive? Because it's so big. I mean, is there a lot of different stuff to do? Um, that is one thing I'm a little bit worried about. There, while there are a ton of missions, and it's great that there's a lot of geographical variety, you know, because the thing is so big, you've got like snowy mountains, you've got lakes, you've got cliffs, and all these other. It, it kind of goes back to the conversation we had earlier today. So that helps with the repetition a little bit. Um, but ultimately the missions still kind of fit uh, a similar formula most of the time and so even though the terrain might be different or the person you're killing might be different or the backstory on the mission might be a little bit different in the end there still seems to be um i don't know there they get they do get a little cookie cutter we'll just put it that way and um i kind of wish that uh the the way that the like they're the you know you're you're always in some enemy encampment or a base or whatever and there's a few mechanics that they always use like there'll be these little alarm towers or these generators that you can turn off um things like that and and they're just a little bit too common and like i wish that uh i I wish the game would force you into a position where you couldn't always be doing that like Mm. now my habit is I just run up and I shoot all the alarm towers so I don't ever get reinforcements coming in. So I never have to deal with anything extra, you know, or I just wish that like that it would challenge you a little more sometimes. There's, I mean, there's one thing they do that's good. They jam your drones on some bases so you can't pre-scout very well. You can only sort of see what's on the perimeter um, and then you just kind of have to go in and hope for the best or try to sneak in and, and, get rid of the jamming device. Um, but it would be good if there was more that forced you out of your comfort zone and forced you being able to do this comfortable sort of preparatory, um, preparatory attack, I guess, you know, like, like what if for this particular mission, the only thing you can do is get in a helicopter and free fall in. Yeah. Like you can't do anything else or this particular mission, you have to snipe or, um, I don't know. I, I would just like to see more of that. So I am, I'm only seven, seven provinces in something like that. Um, and which means I have, I don't know how many, is it like 20? I don't remember. I still have quite I a lot. To, I, I have a lot left to go. 
So repetition is definitely a concern. Do you find that the, the difficulty is scaling, or is it pretty much the same? I think it scales for a little bit at the beginning. You know, like if you're if you just finish the first the first province and then you go over to a level four or a level five, you're gonna get your ass handed to you. But once you've leveled up a little bit, upgraded your gear a little bit, there's not I don't feel like there's a ton of scaling, especially if you have good buddies with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I've heard it described like a more tactical just cause game. Would you agree with that sentiment or so i only played just cause 2 i haven't played i never know if it's just cuz or just cause but <laughs> just cause um but uh but anyway um yeah i think that's i think i mean there's a lot of parallels you can make like joe's compared it to metal gear solid 5 in some ways um and there's definitely some far cry parallels you can make um and as far as just cause, I think there's some of that, although it's a lot more plot based than just cause is. I mean, just cause like the title kind of says it all. It's just like you're just there to harpoon shit. And that's where I was you know, going. See How what much kind of that? crazy ass crap you can do. And Wildlands doesn't really like, yeah, you can do some of that. Um, but that's not really what it's there for. Like you're ultimately you're still there to eliminate this cartel. And, um, you know, sort of liberate the country of Bolivia and all this other stuff. Whereas Just Cause, yeah, it has a plot, but who gives a fuck about the plot? Like, no one is playing Just Cause for the plot. They're playing it because they want to fly into some base and harpoon the back of a jeep that's going 100 miles an hour and then pop their parachute, you know, and then do all sorts of other crazy ass shit. And you can't do that in Wildlands, really. It's not what it's meant for. So here's the thing is, here's my problem. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> no, it's okay. The thing is with Just Cause 2 is it it seemed to like have a second life breathed into it when they when modders opened up a multiplayer. Oh yeah. And allowed like the Let's Play community just went nuts with that game. So I, I really think unless this plot that you're talking about, like the, the main line for Ghost Recon is really like out of this world. I don't see it having long legs unless the multiplayer allows for this kind of like open world, you know, I mean, you've got such a huge playground for people to play in, you know, I know there is supposed to be multiplayer. Um, but I mean, that sure is the gist of it. Yeah. The, the yeah. fact that the game is playable, Mike referenced my comparison to Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, I just want to clarify that Metal Gear Solid 5 is a far superior game. Uh, that to uh, Ghost Recon, and uh, it, but it is you know that you know you are planning your tactics to infiltrate a base or a you know certain area filled with enemies, and uh, you're trying to do it generally trying to do it stealthily, and uh, it's that though a lot of those mechanics tagging certain items, tagging enemies. Uh, um, doing reconnaissance before uh, infiltrating, and a lot of the same third-person shooter mechanics and systems. Uh, so a lot of that's there, just as it is in Metal Gear Solid, but you are with your friends, and that's way more fun. Uh, right. But also, n- the 
AI isn't nearly as elegant. Uh, they seem to be way hypersensitive to your uh, movements. Like they, they'll see you and I have no idea where the hell they are. And they're just nailing you right in the head while you can't even see where they are. I have other problems with the game and it's like uh, just uh, in general. But as a multiplayer game, you know, uh, video games are, um, multiplayer carries video games often, you know, a game might not be as interesting, but because you're having a great time with your friends, it's a way better game. Uh, this game would be that, and that would be the case. And it probably is the case for a lot of things. If it wouldn't get in the way of itself, I said to Ron, when we were working on the review together, uh, I told him that the, the my problem I have with this game in general is that as how familiar it is. A lot of the systems, a lot of the um, ability uh, progression, a lot of the game progression, the the way the map is laid out, the way it's open world, but really you're just kind of finding little hot spots to work on, and then you're helicoptering out and going to the next one, and not really exploring the world, but rather just moving from point to point. Um, all of that's very familiar, and the actual moment-to-moment gameplay. Uh, the multiplayer is a lot of fun, but what's also familiar is the problems like the uh, freezing, which I'm glad to hear isn't happening on Xbox, or the spawning a freaking kilometer away yeah, from right? each other. Oh, you know, God, constantly, yeah. every was, time we yeah. spawned, you were a mile away from each other. And yeah. why would that be? That's not. That doesn't seem to be a bug. That was every single time, 100% of the time, we respawned a mile away from each other. And uh Often, you know, this story that we don't care about was being uh, pushed on us, not in the sense of obtrusive cinematics or everything, but every time a mission starts, you have a really long system of dialogue that you don't care about. I'm trying to talk to Mike. We're trying to record a Let's Play, <laughs> but all this dialogue's happening. I'm like, I don't know who to listen to. And uh, frankly, I don't care what either you have to say. I'm joking, Mike. I love you. But uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's just a lot of issues that feel too familiar in a year that just is filled with awesome games and you know i hate to uh count ghost recon just not on its own merits but on discounted on the merits of others but uh that is what i found myself doing because there was just so many other great games that have solved a lot of these problems and ghost recon seemed to refuse to learn from those mistakes so that's my own issue with the game itself so we can then talk about Zelda because that is the reviews are out. It is out. The switch is out, of course. Uh, and Zelda, uh, three of us are playing it and uh, enjoying it from what I can gather. Zach, you're playing it on switch as I am. And uh, Josh, as you said we, at the beginning of the podcast, you're playing it on Wii U. Uh, so how far Zach are you in the game? Oh, I don't want to spoil anything for Josh, but uh, I've gotten, about four missions past the plateau. Okay. Uh, that's a good way to say it. So you're Mischief. off the plateau. Jot quests. There quests. quests, yeah. <laughs> no missions. Missions Spoilers. leave missions to Spoilers. the third, third. Yeah, well, they devolves computer. to missions. No, no. No. No, I know there are quests. I'm just saying yeah. I'm not really doing them because I'm just the biggest thing about this game is it's it's that wow factor and I find myself Okay, let me let me give you guys a little context. I yes. played the original The Legend of Zelda, the Nintendo Entertainment System 1987 um on a PC-ROM emulator. Ooh, like shame, three, shame, Josh. Like 3 years ago. 
That was um, your first experience was my playing first Zelda? experience with Zelda. So I you've did only not... been playing Zelda for three years. Well, and that's the only game Zelda game I've played. Oh, this, this is okay. my first real Zelda experience. So, oh, okay. first Zelda. Um, so, a lot of what I say, a lot of, like, the things that I, I, is probably going to feel like, you know, old hat, old news, you know, oh, but... Um, I'm having a lot of fun. I, I've I just got off of the plateau. That's no spoilers. Everybody knows you get off the plateau. Um, I'm running around Hyrule, and um, it's really cool. Like just the density, not even the density, but like the way they fill the world with pockets of things to do. Like I was leaving a village. I was leaving. How do you pronounce Kakariko? Kakariko. Kakariko. That's right. Kakariko. Yeah. Nailed so it, horrible. man. Well done. Me and Zach I, I, have had about twenty years' experience saying that name, and you nailed yeah. it first time. No, I, I swear I to God, leaving. Japanese developers always nail those ridiculous. Oh no, I love Kakariko Kakariko. Oh. Damn, no, that's Kakariko. terrible. Probably Kakariko. Not terrible. Love Kakariko Village. It's my home. And there was just like this really kind of what seemed like a generic, you know you know grassy valley exiting that area and then going out into the world so you know typically you're just you know all right i'm gonna run to my next objective but on the way there was shit to do there was like a guy under a tree and he ended up being a shop owner just out in the middle of nowhere and i bought some stuff from him and then i saw these weird boxes on the side of a cliff and i was like Ooh, what are those and i messed with it and my and ended up being a puzzle and i got some stuff and i was like it's just like it's full of these pleasant little surprises like i came and then like a little bit down the line there was like this big tree looking guy and i walked over to him and he ended up being a character that someone else had talked about earlier. And I was like, oh, this is this guy. And I gave him something that it, it's like. It, hey, can I ask a question, Josh? Yeah. Yep. Have you ever played an open world RPG before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is ex- I'm sorry. That's exactly what I was like. Probably not. Like, not to this. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I totally. Player. Yeah. I totally agree with Josh, but like it, it is a little different. The things that Josh is describing, but the way it came off, it was just right. like, Josh, how about them video games? Huh? I know, playing yeah, I those like, lately? I'm not a Zelda player, <laughs> but the way you're describing it sounds like every open world RPG that I've played in like the last five years or more. It's just <laughs> like, Hey, you're not doing me it's any so... favors here for selling me on the game. Like, no, I think, no. I think, I think that what, what makes it different. And the thing is, is, is people, there are a few things. There are a few things. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, well, you know, skeptics might say, oh, this is just Zelda in an open world. If I don't like Zelda, you know, what makes this open world better? Well, here you go. I don't have any connection to Zelda. I don't have any nostalgic feelings for Zelda. I don't care about Zelda. Like, you know, I don't look at a character and be like, oh, my God, that's that character. But the character design and the design of this world, like the aesthetic, I don't know. When you see something, when you like, when I saw this character, I was wowed because of the way that character looked. Like, for me, I, I've seen a lot of Skyrim. I've played some Skyrim, um, and don't get me wrong, Skyrim's freaking amazing. But a lot of the NPCs, a lot of the characters you interact with in that game, are pretty dull. Like they're just. <laughs> 
like a lot of like not the enemies and stuff that you fight, but just a lot of like when you go into um, like a lot of the the random you know player you know human type characters are you know you walk up and it's just like this canned animation they're staring there with these dead oh, yeah. eyes you know, it's yep. kind of it does you know there's none of that from what i've seen so far in the you know sprites several just about five to seven hours of zelda um everyone has so much character and everyone feels so unique and if there's something you think you can explore and do from what I've seen, you can do it. Yeah, like, that is that I think Josh is like the main thing that like these <laughs> things like character design and uh you know just open world in general uh is and uh just general aesthetic of the world is all very impressive and it's impressive for Nintendo, right? It's an innovation, right? It's a it's not really innovative in the gaming world, but for Nintendo it's brand new and cool. But I think the main thing about this game is that uh, element of discovery. This game is, uh, from top to bottom, a game about discovery. From the smallest things of discovering, oh, this is a cricket, and you can use this cricket, like, you, you know, every the first time you pick up a critter or a type of... Um, you know, monster part or a type of food, you know, just your materials for cooking. It's got question marks all over it. So what's this? And then you find out and you read what it is and then discovery on the largest scale from that small thing to the largest scale of seeing in the distance, some incredible shit, which I won't spoil. You know, there's a million things you'll see, but I mean, uh, you just seeing the entire world and knowing that you can go there and knowing that there is something to do there. And it's, uh, it's immediately accessible and definitely filled with some sort of uh, charming or compelling, impactful moment of gameplay or thing. You know, there's just that, and um, that I think is the main uh, thing that sets this game apart. Not just from all the other Zeldas of the game of the series, but all most other games that I can re I can remember. You know, only a few other games have given me that sense of discovery before. And uh, this is that's probably what what's compelled me the most about this this game specifically. Yeah, the 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 feedback the world gives you for what you put into it is what's impressive. Like when I was in, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'll give you kind of a gist of what I was doing. I was in Kakariku, and there's you know characters walking around. I know it's all right, it's all right. I'm like thin in. Um, so I was walking bad. around, and. Um, I had seen some things with the, you know, previous Zelda games and there's roosters and chickens and stuff walking around and you can interact with them. So I started to do that and I started to do s some things that might have been done in previous Zelda games with these roosters. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, look, everyone knows you pick up the Kakari, the cuckoo and you jump off a thing and you can fly or we're, we're there. I'm sorry. It's not, it's <laughs> almost not even a spoiler. Cause like, that's expected. Kakariko. Did I get that right? Yes, yeah, that's true. Much. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what you do. Yeah, even better. Um, but there was one. There was. I ran into an instance where one was. I couldn't get to it. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to mess around, trying to figure out what to do. Uh, I'll just say this: Don't shoot a rooster. And you might have already done this. Don't shoot a rooster with an arrow three times. <laughs> it's. I haven't even what, tried that yet. You know, do it. Like it's. Oh my god, it's hilarious. It happens. Yeah, it is Stuff a like staple that. of Zelda games, just so you yeah. know. Yeah, that one's that one's standard. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. pretty good. 
Yeah, but it is filled. The Zelda game, like that, is one of the you know four staples of Zelda games. Where like all of a sudden you you do something, and all of a sudden something surprising happens. Uh, and this game is filled with that. And uh, there's something. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to use my own words. I'll use the words of someone else. I read a review. I'm forgetting whose it was. I'm normally good with this. Anyway, uh, someone said about this game that Zelda Breath of the Wild is about saying yes to the player, and wherein every other Zelda game said no to the player. Uh, you see something like, oh, I want to go explore this uh, cave. No, it's got a crack in it, so you need the bombs. Uh, oh, I want to go up to that uh, that chest on top of the you know the house. No, you can't do it yet because you need the hook shot. This game, anytime you see something, like you said, Josh, it's begging for you to explore it and to access it and if you ask a question of the game it'll say yes to you like you can do it immediately it gives you all the tools in that first section with the great plateau and then after that it sets you off on this adventure and you can do you may not it may not be advisable for you to do certain things because you don't have the right like uh powerful enough equipment or uh the game knowledge to uh venture these things but you are immediately able to do these things and that is one of the coolest things and just being able and also just like again discovering things like i don't want to spoil anything and spoiling is like normally something reserved for a story and the story is good in this you know some people will say it's bad you know the voice acting's a little off uh but the spoiling is like just the experience of the game like discovering things i keep saying that but uh like I just I again I won't spoil but I just keep seeing shit in the game and Josh I can't wait to talk to you like 20 hours into this game because <laughs> like I keep seeing things and I'm like what the hell am I going to like do in this game what is that and like I can't I can't describe it and I don't want to because it's you know it's it again spoiling the experience but it is it it's I don't want to be too I don't want to jump the gun and say something like this is one of the best games I've ever played, but this is easily one of the best games I've ever played. It's like a fantastic open world and a true, true sandbox game and a, um, and definitely a contender for one of my games of like this past generation. It's so far very, very good. And I know I come off as a hardcore fanboy because I've always, you know, gushed over Nintendo software and criticized their business models and stuff. But I mean, this game does very much feel like a game that Nintendo has been working on for six years and has had everyone worked on because it is that good. It's it's uh, funny as an outsider and someone who really enjoys open world RPGs. And as I've said before, I, I don't care about Zelda at all. It, it like the, what you just, so Josh at first was describing what sounded like an open world RPG. And then you spent a lot of time trying to articulate why it was more unique or better than mm. other open world RPGs. And as someone who's not a Zelda fan, all I ended up hearing was this is another open world RPG. Well, yeah, over it's and over not, and over again. First of and all, it's it definitely feels... not an RPG. It's got maybe a couple more systems than that. Most Zelda well, games don't have that okay, are RPG, but, let, but it's definitely not an RPG. Okay. Yeah. I know you're, I know I'm, I'm stepping on sacred ground here, Joe, but don't, don't get offended. No, no, it's fine. Um, but it just uh, it it seems to me like it's just uh, it's special because people like you were saying people have never played a Zelda game with this kind of choice and accessibility 
before. No, no, like a so, game, not a Zelda game. Like, okay, fine, the Zelda thing, right. But no other game has had this accessibility or choice before. I'm telling you that now. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but that's my that. that's like, my point. Maybe in your personal experience, but certainly with a lot of open world games, like uh, Skyrim, for example, which of course sure. is now, what, three, four years old? Something like that? Um, it's more, it's like, you can, it came out in like 2011. Yeah. Is it yeah, five man. or six? That came yeah. out in 2011, yeah, yeah. And that game, you can do, just like you were saying, like, if you see it, you can get there, you can do something, you can talk to people, you can kill things, you can steal things, you can whatever. I mean, that was very much, and same with the Fallout games, too. Very much uh, that way. Bethesda is known for that stuff, so... I um I I haven't played Zelda so I it's hard I mean it, it's hard for me to know if if Zelda does offer more or not but it sounds to me like um it's not necessarily offering more but that doesn't mean that it's not special I think it's special because it's offering far more for a Zelda game than other than fans have ever had in a Zelda game before like you said it's saying yes to the player instead mm. of constantly saying no which mm would definitely make it unique and special, but uh, as an outsider, it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem overly unique or special to me. As an outsider, you should definitely consider playing Zelda. I don't know how you could manage to get that done, but uh, you know, there's this little thing called the <laughs> Nintendo switch. You can always pick that up, but uh, I, you know, I would only just strongly recommend this game to anyone who has the means of playing it. It is right. easily, uh, one of the best games I've played in a while. Well, I'm uh, certainly going to wait until uh, all these problems get ironed out, uh, hope, or if they get ironed out of the console. My God. I'm gonna, we, I, I'm, oh, yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Like, uh, we may never find out. Yeah, we may never find out how... Um, uh, sorry, how numerous these, like, these right. uh, defective consoles are, but uh, it could just be a total nothing. It could be... 50% of these consoles are all totally screwed and just Nintendo just sent out a terribly uh you know unbaked console but I mean mine's fine so mine's I'm fine. sitting pretty I guess yeah, yeah. it's pretty I'm funny. sure the majority of people are probably fine except for the rest I would straps, think so, those yeah. are garbage they do not come yeah. off <laughs> except for the what the wrist straps oh the wrist <laughs> yeah they're so they like if, just in case you were wondering like uh this is this makes for great radio but basically the joy cons they are way too small they're not way too small but they're too small to play like this and a lot of the local multiplayer stuff will be based on playing like this so the wrist straps which are like a la you know wii u remotes are actually also come with these little bumper things that you slide on and then they never come off again because they're impossible to take see, off. Now, now he, but he's about see, see what and, this is? Yeah, this now is, I need a new controller. This is Nintendo learning from the original Wii with people smashing their TV screens while they were playing like Wii Sports because they well, didn't they have Well, they learned that pretty straps. quickly, right? Because they and put the wrist straps going, on later. Now they're going for handcuff wrist straps. Now it's like this, you you put this thing on, it's never coming off. No, 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 no. no. It's not that. It, it's swing not, this thing into your it's, TV. Yeah, it's not that it doesn't come off your wrist. It's that it's impossible to get off the of rail the back off. Oh, like that's how much work itself. it takes. Ah, well, that is that what fast. it took. Yeah. Huh. Well, now I know just to fucking try and break it, yeah, and that's how you get it off. It's just there you go. That's great. It's, yeah, let yeah. me just break my brand there's new. Plenty of, there's plenty of there's. Look, I happen to love the switch, but uh, it's just because I it's the novelty of 
picking it up and the screen right. being ready at the moment. And the Joy-Cons are cool, but there are a lot of rough edges that really need to be smoothed out. Uh, probably with another iteration. If you're excited about the console, if you're excited about the tech and showing it off to people, sure, you can get it. Probably wait till holiday so you can get a bundle or something. Insane, it doesn't come with a game. Like, they totally fucked that up. They should have bundled one to switch with it. Unbelievable. It's just, it's literally like perfect for you. uh, Aha. I can't believe it. Like, it's just a stupid party game that everyone would have a great time playing if it was bundled in and didn't cost $50. Do you think there's a single person that owns a Switch that doesn't play Zelda? Oh, I'd be shocked. Um, There's probably some contrarian who wants to be cool and is like, yeah, so excited for Snipper Clips, you know, going to play that for 40 hours. It looks pretty good. But uh, yeah, Snipper Clips is great. I love Snipper Clips, not to disparage it. But uh, yeah, Zelda is what I'm playing right now. So sad that there's so many other games like want to get back to Horizon Hard, man, but it's a great game and I got to, but Zelda's a great game too and I got to keep playing it. It's uh, not just great so, games, it's really long great games. Really big great games, yeah. They're not just little things, yeah. You can't just beat a campaign in six hours and then pick up another game. Oh man, first world problems, man. Too uh. many good games. All right, so I guess we can wrap it up there. Uh, Mike's got to eat, so we will uh, end it here and talk about games some other time of course uh we'll do some twitter handles and stuff uh mike pierce you are of course our grumpy gamer uh on twitter so that's at grumpy gamer two r's and then zach do you want to share your twitter handle or any uh plugs you have my twitter handle is zb fabes zb fabes very cool oh it's very fresh yeah (laughs) then josh fabs Josh, you, uh, you can see me at J Devlin D E V L I N twenty four T. That's all uh, right. That's hot. Oh yeah. <laughs> that T at the end. Yeah. You can also Ways. check me on more devious sites using that handle. Ooh. <laughs> Such as. You'll have to find out. <laughs> Off podcast, and, we'll have and a I conversation am... about it. I am Joe at Joey Dagobonuts. That's Joey Dagobonuts. D and B is switched around. And uh, you can, of course, find all of our content. We're all writers at GamingTrend.com. I'm news editor. Mike is a fellow editor. Uh, Zach and Josh are editors and or writing contributors, whatever they like to be called. It's fine. And uh, we all will be back here, or at least Mike and I will be back here next week. If you have any questions for us, you can send your questions in. Uh, to podcast at gamingtrend.com and of course join us next week we air every week on sunday thank you so much bye guys i appreciate you coming on yeah good night